Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, and Anchor. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. The Briar Patch We Call America. Briar Patch We Call America is a thicket of thorny, sticker-filled plants. You, you cannot enter it without some form of hindrance. Mystery of Iniquity and the Truth. Mystery of iniquity have generations of children have generations of children been in the dark concerning these truths. The answer is obvious. Do you know the answer yourself? The apocalypse waits for no one. The, the apocalypse waits, or does it? While the world marches on in a faint hearted glory, the apocalypse will wait for none of them. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Christian Gospel Faith Battles Antichrist Forces Christian Gospel Faith Battles the Antichrist Forces. This will continue until the Lord comes. The enemies of the gospel will continue to cause trouble and death. Terrifying Deception The Magnus Prophecies brings us face to face with reality that could scare the yell out of you. And if you don't have trouble, as if we don't have enough trouble in the world, in this world. America Days of Swine and Noses. Is this the end of days? More to the point, if it were, could America and its people escape judgment? Be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Mac battles to serve the, survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. And sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaclinsmith.com and you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and the other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in The Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? 
Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings. Welcome to another Friday. This is Sound the Shofar. And we are in our series, High Exalted One. Now men, and I suppose women, when they come to power as rulers, they can think of themselves as a high exalted one. But this high exalted one of whom I speak is far beyond anything or anyone. Blessed be our God and Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Hamashiach. We left off uh, discussing the Lady of Kingdoms in Isaiah 47. And we were looking at a number of things here. And I suppose if you were looking for a lady of kingdom today, or kingdoms, you know, you could say a number of kingdoms. But there's really only one in the world today. And that is America. But yet the Babylon of old is whom this is talking about. Come down and sit in the dust. That's because they were judged and there's nothing left, right? Cyrus brought them down. Cyrus was God's anointed as a tool to do that. Now on our Thursday broadcasts, we're going through Isaiah. We're on part 157 this week. I believe it's 157. It's kind of interesting. 156. I was off by one. 157 is next week. <laughs> well, at any rate, we're going to be discussing that and much more. And of course, we're here for a weekend, the beginning of Shabbat. Nevertheless, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world. But I'm here to bring him before the high exalted one. It's my charge. Not to necessarily make you mad. Or find some hidden quote somewhere or some secret things somebody said a long time ago. I'm here to relate to you the Word of God through the anointing of the Lord and the guidance of the Spirit of God. I am charged with telling the truth, but my number one charge is to be faithful. God has not called me to be rich, to be famous, or to even get along with y'all. My number one charge before God is to be faithful. 
and we are in our 25, uh, 25th year of this end time ministry because we began the ministry um, back in 1981 after we after graduation from Bible school. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But the real call was when God called me while I was driving in my truck after I had gotten mad at Tower. I don't know why. And I was madder than a I don't even know why I was mad. And uh, I told her I was leaving. I'm never going to come back. And I told her that over the years, you know, when we were beginning. I would go out the door when we got in an argument. You know, when you begin marriage, there's a lot of issues there that you have to work out. Both of you. So along a stretch of road, out in the desert, I pulled off to the side and confessed my sins, kneeling in the weeds next to my truck. People were going by. What is this knucklehead doing out there off to the side of the Well, I wouldn't have told you even if I saw you. Because I had a conversation with the Most High God. And I confessed my sins, accepted the Lord. I got in the truck, and the Lord said, Now go home. So when I talk about the High Exalted One, there's no one higher, nothing higher. And when I tell you that you need to confess your sins, I mean it. But your tangle in all this is not with me. It's with the Lord God, the Most High One. Just like here, Isaiah 47, there's 15 verses. I'm not going to read them. You can read them. Isaiah 47, 1 through 15. But you see, we will look at verse 1. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender delicate. They were wicked. They were powerful. They took people captive. They took Judah captive. And after 70 years, Judah was released from there by the hand of God using Cyrus. But here's a people that were powerful. They could open the city gates. And there were people that would trade with him from all over the region. She was beneficial in many ways to be a friend with. And she had many gods. But here the prophet tells them there's no throne, so come and sit in the dust. I'm going to talk to you. Get in that dust and throw it over your head and be in anguish, O da uh, virgin daughter. Because there is no throne, you have no power, you've been brought low. You're never going to have that tender and delicate life again. You're never going to be able to sit in the plush royalties of your palace. 
And remember the times when Nebuchadnezzar defeated Judah and brought some of the things from the temple. You'll never be able to drink out of those holy things and mock my name. You'll never be able to, you know, tell your watchman to go up in the wall and he never sees anything but people that are coming in peace and want to trade goods. Because the people that tangled with Babylon lost until finally Babylon lost. Daniel gives a good record of some of this. What is it? Let me remember. Meeny, meeny, tinkle, a parson. And Daniel came and interpreted it. Your kingdom is found wanting. <laughs> you know, you had to have starch in your jeans. They were celebrating. They didn't want to hear that. I've been worn in America for many years. More than the 25 years we've been in this end-time ministry. The first time I told somebody that what was coming to America because it had been shown to me was back in 1973. And I've carried this burden. I've warned. I've talked to friends. They didn't like it. I told them again they didn't like it. We started losing friends over it. But you see, the messenger is not the issue with you. You may think that's the issue. Israel thought that was the trouble. When the Lord came and visited the children of Israel, which didn't have a kingdom at that time, and they were in the Roman kingdom, but they were occupied in Jerusalem and the surrounding area. And there were Jews throughout the area because they had been dispersed. He wept over Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou who stonest the prophets. God warned Israel, both houses, because by that time it was divided. He had woke up early, warning them. Well, God never sleeps. But it's a term used to say that he sent his prophets to warn him. And what did you do? You killed him. Because, see, in the eyes then, well, that's the problem. Jeremiah wouldn't keep quiet when he was there, warning them. Had they listened to Jeremiah, they would have never gone into captivity. But on the other hand, some of the best prophecies we have are during the period that Israel was in captivity because of Daniel. And there were other prophets, too, around the time Jeremiah was doing his thing. And he got to the point he didn't really want to continue. But he continued anyway. Because for years and years, you tell the message and nobody listens and people hate you. Because you're the enemy. No, I'm not the enemy. God sent me, he says. Well, go preach somewhere else. Go back in your own country, part of this, you know. And preach to them. Speak to us of smooth things, things we want to hear. We don't want to hear this. That's all you do all day long. All, you know, every day you find something to come and tell us about. Because they were in the temple. They had temple priests. 
They had someone politically running the country. They had prophets. They had the Levites. They had the temple. They had... What do you mean God's going to judge us? We're, we're keeping the peace. We're walking in all this stuff. We're doing this. Well, there is an issue. You're passing children through the fire. You're making drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven, etc., etc. Oh, well, you know. You see, God does not share His glory with no one except Yahshua, the Son of God. But even when Yahshua was here, he said that he told them what his father wanted to tell them. He gave glory to the father, claimed to be the son, and even in verse 17 of John, I think that's where it is, he asked the Lord to restore his glory. He had done his work. He had told them what they said. They believed. Restore the glory unto me I had with you at the beginning. Because he was headed to the cross and he was going to finish what he had to do. But the enemy, even then, was not the Lord. The enemy today in America, you may think it's ISIS who would want to destroy it, or Russia that may want to fight us, or China who may want to take us on. There is no doubt we do have human enemies. But the trouble is there's someone greater that is either a friend or a foe to you. But yet he has grace, and even though you're not where you need to be, he allows you to breathe in air so you stay alive. He furnishes the earth with things to eat, and you can grow them, or you can hunt them down if it's an animal. So you can stay alive. He gives you wisdom and knowledge to know how to make fire. He created you with the brain so you'd be able to think. And he also gave you will so you would determine whether or not you wanted to do something. So it's not God's fault today if you suddenly find yourself in judgment and you don't like it. And when I intercede for America, and I have many, 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 many times on an ongoing basis, you can't hide the sins before the Lord. You can ask Him to forgive Him, but He isn't going to forgive Him unless you repent. you got to come to Him. So right away, you know, Christians, like if you're over in uh, India, You know, the Hindus there, blame them. They want to kill them, you know. And you get around Christmas, that's when these Hindus know the Christians will be celebrating the birth of Christ. And so they're going to be focused on holidays, and that's when they attack. That's when they kill them. And on Easter, that's when they attack and kill them. They attack them when the Christians are in their churches on Sundays, or whenever they gather. Now, see, the Christians haven't learned. They weren't raised that way because there was a point when the Hindus got along with the Christians, the Muslims got along with the Christians, etc. But we're in a different time today. So whenever you get in there, in your church on a Sunday morning, 
your enemy knows where you're at and he may want to come and kill you and this happens all the time. America's the same way. If you wanted to kill Christians, you don't have to find their home. Just go to a church somewhere on a Sunday morning. If it's a Seventh-day Adventist, go on a Saturday. See, they figured this out. But you see, the Lord did something when the Jews were going to kill him. He went into another area. He didn't go back there because they wanted to kill him. He went somewhere else. And he told the apostles when he sent them out two by two. If they persecute you in this area, go to another one. Christian today, if they persecute you one place, go somewhere else if you can. If you're, if you're in meetings, stop meeting in the church. Go find some place that they don't know. Hide. Go over there secretly at night. You know, I haven't dealt with, uh, like India, for instance, I'm not new to that. And we have had scads, lots of letters in the past. Because we would send some letters out and then they started selling our addresses. You can't believe how much mail we got. Some of it was very, very interesting that we needed to get. Because one of the letters I got, it came in a manila package every week, a different portion of it. And it detailed a guy from Africa. And he was using dark forces. And he was going to go into America legally, claim to be born there, and become president of the country. They didn't name him, although they knew who he was. And we came to find out who he was. And he became president of the United States for two terms. But it doesn't matter now because he's already been president. Now, was all that true? I couldn't tell you. We had heard from Christian pastors in the country where he was from. We went by what they said. That's all we know. Then we turn around and we see the very same guy become president. So where did he get all the money to do that? There's a lot more details I could tell you about it, but I'm not going to. But you see, the point is, is that there was a time in America when we knew what morality was. We don't today. America's under judgment. And that's it. So I ask the Lord and your judgment have mercy. And there's a lot of people that don't believe this. The high and exalted one is even high and exalted over America. And that's hard for Americans to understand. However, there are Americans who want to see America destroyed because they are the very ones that have a, kind of a pack with the Democrat 
that they'll go raid and pillage and burn things and you won't prosecute us. Which is exactly what happened when they were doing that a few years ago. And they never got in trouble. A few of them did because they couldn't ignore it. But they rioted and burned things down, caused millions and millions of dollars of damage. And they still support the wokeness. So in this country, we're divided. And we have a lot of problems with sin. And I could name everything. I'm not going to. That's not the point. The point of it is, is that, you know, I could do a show every day, all day long. And we would get nowhere. And the other thing of it is, is as much as going out of the Christian voice in this country, there is a flood more of filth and deceit that is washing it away. And it becomes washed away when the people gullibly accept the lie. So America, you are in trouble. You don't know what truth is. Now there's a warning to Judah in Isaiah 48. Verse 1 says this, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah. Now you see, O house of Jacob, We're speaking of Judah. And they were part of the house of Israel, which had two houses, but it, at this time it's divided. And the northern tribes will end up being, we call them the lost tribes, because they were mixed up in the nations and their nations and national identity of their tribes were lost, pretty much. Now you see it says this, which swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel. See, they swore in the name of the Lord. Oh yeah. I know him. I follow him. And the God of Israel, they declare that he is the God of Israel. He is our God. But it says here, but not in truth nor in righteousness. But they don't do it in truth or righteousness. For they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them, and I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. That's the Lord speaking. But you see, the thing of it is, they swore by the God of Israel, swore by the name of the Lord, that is Yahweh there, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth and righteousness. So this is the issue. They didn't do it in truth or righteousness, he says. While at the same time, they call themselves the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel and the Lord of hosts, in, and the Lord of hosts is his name. But they don't do it in truth. And they don't do it in righteousness. And of course, the Lord has already declared a lot of this stuff. And that's what he's saying there. They went forth out of my mouth. I showed them. I did them suddenly and they came to pass. This is also applies to the prophet that's speaking. Because he's warning them, telling them what God's telling them. And these things come to pass. 
So yeah, you can say America is a Christian nation, but during Barack Obama, he pointed out that this is not a Christian nation, but it's a Christian nation and a Muslim nation, and he went on to name them. And he's right. That's what we are. But it wasn't always like that. When I grew up, we had churches on every corner. I was raised in the church. But by the time I got to teenage life and stuff like that, I mean, they baptized me. And I knew who Jesus was, but I still got in trouble. I had to formally repent And that also includes being baptized. But it wasn't in the Methodist Church where I came out of. This was people that really knew the Lord. Nevertheless, you know, back then, you wouldn't have found anything of what you see today. And society wasn't perfect. But it wasn't hell-bent for hell like it is today. And there are so many issues about this that could keep us for a long time, but I'm not going to go into it. In Isaiah 48, verse 10, he says, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. He sent Judah into captivity for 70 years. For my own sake, even for my own sake will I do it. For how should my name be polluted and I will not give my glory to another? See, God reached out for many years to Judah, and Judah wouldn't listen. But ended up sending them into captivity for 70 years. But he says here, for my own sake, even for my own sake will I do it. Why? He says so. He says, for how should my name be polluted, and I'll not give my glory unto another? They were serving other gods. They were using some of the same sacrifices they did for Yahweh and giving them to pagan gods, which are no gods. They're demons. Hearken unto me, O Jacob, and in Israel my called. See, he's, he's called them. He's blessed them. And even put his name with them, the God of Israel. I am he, I am the first and the last. He, he's reminding them who he is. We know what happened to Judah. And we know today Israel is back in the land. But they have more enemies you could shake a stick at. And they figure very prominently in prophecy in the last days. There's an interesting portion of all this in Isaiah 48. This is all Isaiah 48 in little portions. Verse 14, All ye assemble yourselves in here, which among them has declared these things. The Lord hath loved him. He will do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. You see, Judah is in captivity in Babylon. And that's why the Lord says the Lord has loved him. He's going to remove Judah from Babylon and deliver him. And he does it through Cyrus. And he will do his pleasure on Babylon and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. That's 
another portion of that. And I was talking about some of this aspect in the study last night because there's a lot of it. And it says his arm. There's, there's a lot of that he uses in these prophecies to emphasize his action and his power and his might. It's coming from him. I, even I have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Even though he's in captivity. That's just part of the process to correct him. He was going to make his way prosperous. And he says, Come ye near unto me, and hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was. There am I, and now the Lord God and his Spirit hath sent me. That's the prophet. The prophet hadn't spoken in secret from the, from the time that he had been called. And he makes sure that they know that I'm here and the Lord God in his spirit sent me. Because at the time of this writing, Isaiah 48, Isaiah, you know, this all this hasn't occurred yet. This is future prophecy. So God does rise up to warn a nation if that nation has had any kind of relationship with him. America has. You may deny it and today we've got a satanic church and they think that's wonderful. Well in the judgment Satan isn't going to save you. In the tribulation the Antichrist isn't going to save you. Because you're taking the wrong route. This one leads to hell and destruction. You want to make America into a socialist nation. You believe there's more than two genders. And you cry like a baby and pout and throw fits when people don't agree with your stupidity. That's because you're blinded. You're being led astray and it's a delusion. And we can find those scriptures right before us. I've said them many times. But yours really fits in 2 Thessalonians 2. There's a delusion in there. If you're interested, go look it up. There's another one Isaiah says. I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you because when I called you did not answer. Look up any portion of that and find it. You can see it and read it. You see because when judgment comes like it did on Babylon. When it strikes, it's too late, kids. You're going to learn a lesson of the high exalted one. You can serve other gods. You can go to, go to their holy temples. You can do everything you want to do. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but in the end thereof it is death. There is only one God, our God and our Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's only one Son. Even Psalm 2 says, kiss the Son lest he be angry. Yahshua in Revelation 1, Jesus rather. calls himself the Almighty. You're not going to stand in the judgment. You're not going to demand of God of anything. You will be judged for the things that you do in this body. 
and you need to repent. No, your wokeism isn't going to save you. It's a delusion from the devil. You've rejected the truth. You've fallen away from the Lord. Generations of kids have been deceived. And women, you want to kill the babies as if it's nothing. One video I saw of a young girl says, I want to poop out babies and kill them right in front of you. Well, you know, I won't like that. But I'll tell you, you don't have to worry about me and my judgment. Because I'm not the high and exalted one. He's the one that called me. I am the one that seeks him. The bottom line of it is, you're going to tangle with the real judge. And you're going to find out how wrong you were. Now see, today there is grace. Which means God is going to keep the earth, the sun, and the moon, everything rotating and doing good. That is until the judgment comes. Men's hearts actually will fail them for fear of those things coming on the earth when it begins to happen. Your fear ain't going to save you either. There's fear, then there's the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's when fear teaches you that you can go to the Lord and repent and God will forgive you. But if you die and go to the judgment without receiving the Lord or repenting, those combined together, repenting and receiving the Lord. Those two go together. You don't have a hope in Hades of being delivered. Not one. You say you're going to stand before God and tell him he's wrong about all the genders? of all the stupid things to argue about? Do you realize there are people that are starving around the world? Do you realize there are Christians being slaughtered around the world? Do you realize that China is planning to destroy America one day, that Russia is planning that as well? Do you realize that the open border has been open long enough for many terrorists to come in here to destroy your electrical grid and many other things? While you're playing around with all your little games and nonsense, your destruction has already been planned. And you have billionaires in big houses with lots of money that are pouring billions of dollars into the destruction of America because they hate America. Why? Because the strength of America has always been its churches, the faith, and the family. but no more. Destruction will come to America unless America repents and America is not going to repent. I'm not here to save America. I'm here to tell everybody the warning. You may not like it. Doesn't matter. I've been doing this a long time. I'm here to tell you that there's another way out, an easy way, of which you have rejected and cast aside as nothing. It's time to pick up the dusty Bible. It's time to throw away your prejudices and say, maybe, maybe now's the time before it's too late. Because I'm not your enemy. But I'm telling you, as pointed as, like, as I can, using scripture, that this country is beyond being in trouble. Right now, it's on the verge of heading into another arena. Now, the Lord showed me 
long before Joe Biden got elected, that the election that Trump was facing was not going to be what people expected. That when I saw, specifically, Joe Biden getting elected, it, it, is, it is judgment. Now, I don't care how many prophets you go to. I don't care at all. I don't care what they say. I don't care what church denominations say. I don't care what the, anybody says. Because I got my orders from headquarters. From the high exalted one. I'm not here to get rich. I don't want your money. I don't want fame. I could care less. I'm here to do one thing. You know, there's a scripture, Isaiah 51, 17. It says, Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which hast drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. Thou hast drunken the dredges of the cup of trembling and run, wrung them out. Let's go on. There is none to guide her among all the sons whom she has brought forth. Neither is there any that taketh her hand takes her by the hand of all the sons that she has brought up. There's no one here to help America out and lead them out. First of all, America won't listen. So this is what's going to happen. These two things are come unto thee, and who shall be sorry for thee? Desolation and destruction, the famine and the sword. It's going to come. You won't ever see it coming. But the tribulation is coming too. Verse 20, it says, Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. They are full of fury of the Lord, the rebuke of thy God. Therefore hear now this, thou afflicted and drunken, but not with wine. Thus saith the Lord God, and thy God that pleadeth the cause of his people. Behold, I have taken out of thy hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my fury, and thou shalt drink it no more again. But I will put it into the hand of them afflict that afflict thee, which has said to thy soul, Bow down, that we may go over. Thou hast laid thy body as the ground, and as a street to them that went over running them over. Well, you see, that was given to Judah. Because God was not only going to send them into destruction, send them into captivity, he was going to rescue them and restore them. And he did. But you see, there's one point. America is not Judah. America is not Israel. Once America goes down, it goes down. Once you destroy what God has blessed, it's not going to rise. It'll never be the same. No country that takes over this place will ever be as great or as what we did. What we experienced, I should say. You'll never replace the safety and many other things that goes on. Now, America had its troubles. It's always had trouble with sin. Humans have trouble with sin. The secret to life is recognizing it, repenting it, and allow God to heal you. Israel is still over there arguing. They recently got Netanyahu in. And already one of them, in the, one of them was calling for war against the other Jews there. They're small enough. They don't have anybody to battle. You kill each other. I guess the enemy won't have to worry about it. Isaiah 51 and 1. Hearken unto me, you that fall out after righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit which you are digged. Look to Abraham your father. 
and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, blessed him, and increased him. He's telling the righteous. The prophet is telling the righteous of Judah. Remember, this is beforehand. Telling them they need to get back to seeking the Lord the right way. Get back to their God. Today, I'm telling you, if you're in this country, America, you need to get back to the Lord God through Jesus Christ, Yeshua. For we are in the new covenant, and he is King of kings and Lord of lords. And the atonement, the blood atonement, has already been provided by him. And God's grace is still active, and he can forgive you and heal you. You do not have to face the judgment. We all go through tribulation and trials. Through much trial and tribulation do we enter into the kingdom of God. And it's time for you to come home. Put away your nonsense. Repent before the Lord. And you don't need to go before everybody to repent. And you got to be careful who you listen to and what they say. You can feel free to do whatever you want with this message. Call me crazy, call me nuts, call me a prophet, call me whatever you want to call I don't care. The message is simple. The message is not for me. I've already repented. I look to the Lord. The message is for you. And it's between you and the Lord. And if you make the wrong decision, it'll be the worst thing you've ever done for both this life and the life to come. Father, I pray that you would touch their hearts, open up their eyes, and help them to understand. And for all these generations of kids caught up in wokeism, open up their eyes. And help the kids who have already woke up trying to reach their friends and the others like them. Help them to have a voice and to tell these kids what's going on. Save the children. Save all those who repent, Father. I know you will. But they need their eyes open. They need their hearts open. They need help. They need healing. They need mercy. And I call upon you, O Father of mercy, to grant of mercy. Because they are not going to like what comes. If someone was to come back from hell, they would say, I have seen the depths of horror. And I do not want to go back. Save me, O oh God, and deliver me from this. Be safe. Be full of peace, hope, and mercy. You don't have to fear. There is the fear of the Lord. That will lead you to repentance. But fear is a snare. God doesn't give you fear. He gives you love. joy, peace, and many other good things. Don't forget to get my book, The Rising, which also details a strike upon America to destroy it. It's a Christian fiction. You'll enjoy the read. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com, and you'll see ads for it. Get the book. Read it, then tell me what you thought. Be safe, my friends.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.